I love the smell of my pump in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Matt saluting. Michael Van has his hand on his heart. I'm taking a knee because I do not agree. Um, so yeah, welcome. Uh, hey, Napalm in the morning fans. Uh, Dr. Jones here in studio. I've got some special guests. Uh, we'll, we'll turn over to co-host Matt. Uh, Matt, how you doing over there in the bunker? Oh, doing all right? First recording of 2021 we made it we made it um yeah we made it and uh all the way over on the left coast uh yeah we have uh we have podcast superstar michael van dr van hey welcome man hello hello delighted to be here yeah we're uh tell us tell us what we're what what we're hearing waffling in our ears michael i believe it is the marseillaise the, the, the French national anthem. So something's afoot. Is this, uh, I think, uh, Napalm in the Morning is getting colonized. It, civilizing mission is here. This is, a, this is a mission to civilize you folks. Yeah, we're here. This is a song that uh, Michael has on his, uh, on his Zune when he works out to, uh, to get pumped up. Uh, <laughs> Strictly Edith Piaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, no, we're here because we're uh, with our special guest uh, and specialist, Michael Van. We are watching Indochine, um, a, uh, a kind of iconic. Uh, I think, as as Mike said, said it. You know, it's the uh, it's kind of. Would you just say it's the film for you know the one film that people might know about, like you know French colonial? Um, is that fair to say? For French colonial Vietnam, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it is the biggest film. I, it's of the films that came out. There are there were three films that came out in '92: uh, Andochine, Dien Bien Phu, and The Lover. And this is the biggest production. I think of the three, it's the best film. It's the longest. <laughs> Actually, Dien Bien Phu is pretty long, um, and but terrible. Um, and I I think definitely had the most popular and critical success. And, uh, and, you know, and, uh, Catherine, of course, the incomparable Catherine, Catherine Deneuve, I, uh, I'm seeing here in my notes, the only time she's been nominated for an Academy Award, it seems hard to believe. She was nominated for Academy Award for this film and not for others, overlooked by the Academy multiple times. And this film won the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the kind of, um, yeah, the love or, love it or hate it, and we're gonna, we're gonna, discuss all ends of that spectrum um it's a film you 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 need to watch if you are interested in in southeast asia if you're interested in um uh whichever of the um uh of, of the wars in vietnam um if you're interested in empire it's a it's kind of and it's and it's got some incredible vignettes of of life in um that it represents in colonial asia yeah and the production value the you know, shot on location for the most part, 
are all really high. I mean, it's not like some of the film yeah. films you guys have looked at that are shot in <laughs> Georgia or South Florida, you know, acting hey. like uh, pretending that's Vietnam. But um, this is this is shot in, uh, in uh, Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City and uh, Halong Bay. Um, I don't know if they shot in Hanoi. When were, I, I was thinking about this, um, yeah. Michael, do you know anything about the history of this? Like why, you know, films weren't able to be shot in, in Vietnam. Um, and when did, uh, when did they start being, sh- you know, like, like films about, uh, empire colonialism were usually shot in, like Philippines or other places or in Georgia. Uh, why do you know anything about the, the kind of yeah, I mean, diplomatic, you, you, guys, you guys know how, uh, that American war in Vietnam ended, right? We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, oh okay. There's, um, <laughs> uh, have you seen maybe at the end of the deer hunter, they'd start to touch on it, but, um, no, under, <laughs> <laughs> under, under, uh, communist rule in the seventies and eighties. I mean, that was just a non-starter, especially with the American embargo for, yeah, with the U S especially. Yeah. Yeah. After the third Indochina war and, um, definitely under lays um, Western productions, I don't think we're going to happen in Vietnam, but, he dies in 86 and then that's when the party starts to shift towards opening up in the late eighties. And then the Soviet union, uh, well, the Berlin wall comes down in 89 Soviet union collapses at the end of 91. And, um, so it's of a piece of those world events as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, this opens up Vietnam to, um, to foreign investment. Um, this is shot well before the United States normalizes relations with Vietnam, but, um, these three French films are shot in uh, shot in Vietnam, in Hanoi, and in, in uh, mm-hmm. Ho Chi Minh City in, in 91 and 92, and it's definitely a part of that opening up. So it, uh, just in terms of, you know, understanding the larger history of Vietnam and its political trajectories, uh, placing these films in that, I think, is really important. Is, is it fair to say that these those three films are precursors to the blockbuster, um, soon to be Great Hanoi Rat Hunt, um, movie. Um, that these are these yeah, are sort prequels. of the... they're prequels. They're canonical prequels to uh, the Great Hanoi Rat Hunt. Yeah, that's a. That's a <laughs> trying to think of the analogy, but uh, you know, it's the. <laughs> it's the Empire Strikes Back to the uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi, um, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, well, let's 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 dive in. We we've got we've got no shortage of film here to uh, to get through. We're gonna. We're going to try to handle this. That's, but, but, that's but, true. But, but before we dive in, one thing is that most French, most scholars of, of colonial Vietnam or Vietnam really hate this film. Mm. Really hate this film. And it, um, I was saying before we started recording that, you know, for Indonesianists, there's the year of living dangerously. Like you can't admit that you, you like that film or that film drew, drew you into Indonesian studies, right? It's uh it's social suicide. This film is got panned by the post-colonial uh, scholars as nostalgia, as, you know, a French gone with the wind, as um, Ando chic, as did, um, did, did that, was that right when it got released or has that, has that, has that ebbed and flowed? The, it's... Yeah, well, definitely when it got released. And I think most of the, the academic scholars were writing in the mid nineties. So Pani Vong Narinder comes to mind. Um, in his Phantasmatic Indochine, which is a great book, fantastic book. Um, he really pans it. Uh, um, uh, Nicola Cooper, uh, in her book on colonial Vietnam, culture of colonial Vietnam, 
she pans it and um i wrote a i wrote a review of it for um uh, education about asia trying to you know uh uh take it back and say hey it's it's actually a pretty useful film for understanding colonialism the first half does colonial whiteness can be read critically it shows the um the um the luxurious mm-hmm. lifestyle the french enjoyed and then the second half systematically deconstructs that and investigates the political economy um and shows the dark underbelly of exploitation of colonial vietnam and my take on it is i think most of those scholars <laughs> It is long. Never got to the second half of the film. <laughs> if you watch the first half, yeah, it's it's. it's I couldn't it's help but think if, the if this if this yeah, film were long. made today, it would be a. It would be a it would be a series like a Netflix series, right? It would it would have like, like six parts, um, episodes. Like that's one of the one of the, and so there. I mean, I, I guess some of my some of my critiques are more of like the the discipline as it, the genre as it, as, as it existed in 92 versus like a, you know, they're, they're trying to do this massive sweep of time and space in, um, oh, and we'll, you know, we'll get, we'll get there, but it, um, so it, it can, it can, it can weigh you down with the, you know, decade upon decade of sort of, it tries to move through, but, um, the whole baby with the bath, bathwater of, of, you know, it being not cool if you like something that's popular that kind of hipster impulse, I hate it. Like the kind of like, well, if, what if, happened? if people like something it, something happened to the baby in the movie. What happened to the baby? <laughs> the oh, baby was okay. okay. The baby, okay. The, baby yeah. the baby was not in bathwater. He's getting the baby baptized, was in the stream man, water. So, um, mountain stream. Yeah, water. but uh, if you haven't seen is it, is she... he credentialed? Is he fully credentialed <laughs> to do that? I'm wondering. I don't know. That is a great point. Wow, he's, he's literally named John the Baptist. Ooh, mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Baptiste. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should go back. Spoiler uh, alert. We're starting at the end. Yeah. Save 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 that for the podcast, man. Okay, so um <laughs> let's let's uh, let's let's uh, bring the listener into uh, we're going to we're going to listen to a little clip here at the beginning um of the uh and you hear uh Deneuve talking about um waxing philosophically about the London, this Eo still so the timeless Asia um, here. Here we go. Le prince and Guyenne, sa femme et moi, nous étions inséparables. C'est peut-être ça la jeunesse. Croire que le monde est fait de choses inséparables. Les hommes et les femmes, les montagnes et les plaines, les humains et les dieux, l'Indochine et la France. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys need a translation for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It is really obnoxious. <laughs> you know, things things that are inseparable, men and women, the mountains and the plains, men and gods, yes. um, France and Indochine. Well, there's not there's not, there's not only there's not only yeah that's kind of like uh, right you can you can see someone watching this being like and just like okay that's it like the this but you you if you one thing that struck me is that. Um, as much as we, as much as we might hate it, like if I think about like the, um, there's some great scholarship on, um, on Dutch administrators, uh, who were leaving in the forties who were kicking and they, and they, and coming back after the war. And they really believed that, um, these, that these were inseparable. They love us. They're going to miss us. How sad they must be to have been, had the Japanese there and how much they're going to like, it's a re- they really 
believe some of these romantic, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's cringy because it's like, oh, cliches, but like some of those cliches drove empire. Um, and so, so, I mean, I think that's some of the, some yep. of our cringe factor that we're going to get through. Hold this whole movie is also speaks to some actual truths of, <laughs> of the mm-hmm. colonial experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. I mean, I, I think it really does get at that, uh, that French colonial mentality, um, that, uh, that, that, you know, belief in the civilizing mission, the belief in the, the justness of the French empire. So it's, you know, in hindsight, it's, it's embarrassing to see a film articulating that at the same time, it's, it's a great recreation. And I, and I think it's also just that like mindset of that worldview. Wow. I have a really sick plantation here and my house is totally sweet and um, I don't want to give it up. I mean, if, if you look at something like, um, which we haven't, we haven't done yet, uh, Apocalypse Now, the kind of ex- extended version, they have that like 45-minute plantation scene in it and that's sort of the gist of it. They're just like pissed that they lost the plantation, basically. And, you know, it's like... Yeah. On a... yeah, yeah. Well, this... Right, right. This film it's, is the French plantation scene from Apocalypse um, Now. Well... Just two hours and forty-five minutes long. So for <laughs> stretch, stretch it out because it is a rubber plantation. Um, <laughs> for our, li- for our listeners at home, um, I just um, got stretch it out. But, uh, uh, stretch Armstrong. Why don't you get a bottle of your whatever okay, you're I'm drinking, and we're going to play a little game. And the game is to figure out you have to take a drink for every syllable that Catherine Deneuve <laughs> pronounces. Now, now, Mike, the 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 word is, <laughs> the name is N-G-U-Y-E-N. What would be a, what would be an, a, a, perhaps a more authentic pronunciation of that surname? In my terrible right. Vietnamese accent. Basically one syllable when, almost. When, 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 I mean, there's a little difference between the North and the South, but one syllable a gentle, gentle N leading into now. If you if we if you listen win. back, go win. ahead and win. hit the hit the back button on your on the on the sound there. She says N. I counted maybe five syllables. Every goddamn letter she pronounces is she hits every letter. And they had they had historical consultants. They shot this in Vietnam. They had they had actors. You could see her probably Vietnamese, in the studio, and yet they yeah. ran with that pronunciation. Well, let me let and me defend Catherine, Susan Catherine Lucci here. Um, wait, was that her? <laughs> yeah. Are you? I, sorry, I'm getting confused. With somebody else who uh, got shafted by the awards. Like, uh, oh, uh, she's the the <laughs> maybe <laughs> the ignorant French. You know, they're not learning Vietnamese, right? They're teaching French to the Vietnamese. So maybe you know, maybe she just doesn't care. Doesn't really want to learn it right. Right, right. Maybe it was colonial arrogance, yeah. But she, she, the, she was, bo- yeah. 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 Well, the character is born yeah. in Vietnam, is, states that she's lived her whole life mm. there. <laughs> she is, she is a mango, as we'll <laughs> find out. But, um, it, like, good Lord. I mean, just, just that one. Yeah. 40% yeah. of the country yeah. has yeah. this. Yeah. Eric, Eric Jones. <laughs> like, What's yeah. that like? <laughs> It's awesome. Um, Joe. Keeping up with the Joneses. Okay. Jonas. John as John. So um, some of, some of what uh, Dr. Van alluded to, you know, the, the, there's some beautiful 
see, like the, the beginning is this funeral funerary procession for um, what will become her her adopted daughter, um, uh, Catherine Deneuve, or um, Eliane. There's a funeral for her adopted daughter. For her the the parents of oh the parents yeah, okay of her of her adopted daughter. Just keeping you just keeping you on your toes here. But it's it's yeah. or, or or Vietnamese. They're Vietnamese royalty. Yeah, they right. they died in a plane crash over the water somewhere, right? Is um, as did, as did Governor General Pierre Pasquier in 1934. He also died oh. in a plane crash. So I be, I believe that is a gentle allusion to that for all the French colonial heads in the audience. Okay, oh, it seemed like, like there was kind of all sorts of different social status and everybody kind of in this procession. Like you know, you saw people that looked like they were wealthy, people that looked like they were not, and so it was kind of this kind of gathering of all sort of uh, on the river. Yeah, it's it's an incredible opening scene. I mean, there there are there are cinematic aspects of this film that are just undeniable. Some of the market oh, yeah. scenes, some of like the oh yeah, yeah. I mean, engagement the, but scene, the, that funeral with the the funeral boats coming yeah. out of the mist across the water, and everybody is in traditional dress for the funeral, and the the drums beating. I mean, it's it's Orientalist as all hell, but it's fabulous to look at. Mm-hmm. They had some sick drones, I think, filming that scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> um so so uh yeah, the the we have um Deneuve adopting Camille who's uh her again the the, the Vietnamese orphan Kemi. Kemi. Kemi, sorry. Um the little princess of Anam as uh she's she's uh and you know, I, I you know, there's some uh there's literal paternalism <laughs> through <laughs> throughout this throughout this movie. Um and this is uh uh, or mut- maternalism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, she adopts both roles. Um, yeah. More on that. Yeah. More on more on that later. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> like uh, on on have you on Twitter, uh, Michael? Have you started your cancel alien um, uh, <laughs> hashtag? Uh, is is this the first instance of that? Uh, yeah. I, I I think I could get traction with that because I mean. <laughs> I, I just love that that opening scene. She like you know she's virtual virtue signaling. <laughs> she's got she's got to say some of my best friends are Vietnamese. You know I'm not like I'm not <laughs> like the bad French. No no no. I actually like I hang out with these folks. Like hey look my daughter she's Vietnamese. So there's this there's this tension around the central characters to try the film tries to show them as colonists but not the bad ones. Yeah, and there's we even meet, scenes we like where we were later on. We are the only Europeans invited to the Mandarin, like to the festival. Like you know, like there was like yeah, they're really trying to play up um, that. Uh, so so we we cut to you know, um, we see her her she you know ca- casually refers to her her coolies, her plantation workers, uh, their rubber tapping, um, which I found a shot in Malaysia. I've been to these plantations. They're they're it's it's very. Um, you took me there. Yeah, you would tap some rubber, man. That's right. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the the uh... tapping that rubber, baby. <laughs> hey Matt, uh, do you know what happens if you put a condom inside out? Uh, I, I'm sure you'll tell me. Uh, you rubber the wrong way. Scott, <laughs> this is uh, that's the first of many uh, amazing. Oh, that's number no. two or three by my count. Um, uh, yeah, so we, the, the drinking's for uh, rubber puns and uh, mispronounced Vietnamese words and head fatal wounds? head trauma, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Fatal head trauma. Fatal head trauma. 
Yeah, plenty of that um, to come. But but so her plantation, and one thing that was um, kind of kind of shocking is, um, you know, the De, uh, inherited Camille's plant, plantate parents' plantation, and uh, you know, um, I'm like, why doesn't why doesn't she inherit? Why doesn't the you know, why doesn't the daughter inherit the this plantation? She she I guess her and her father have their own, but com- they combine together. The combined states. Um, Top 10 rubber plantation in Indochina, Eric. <laughs> or, or anybody else. <laughs> or, or anybody else in Kemi's family. Why didn't the plantation go to them? But no, it goes to Catherine Deneuve and, uh, and her father. Which begs the question, well, did she bring that air, airliner down? We don't know. <laughs> We're just asking questions. I've been reading. Q, I've been reading questions. Q, and uh, accordingly, yeah. Um, yeah. I've been doing my own research. I'm not listening to the media. I'm doing yeah, my own the, research. The, the lion and... media. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard she didn't go to work that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. She was giving tours of the airport right before that happened. Um, for, for for the friends of the pod uh, who uh, <laughs> were requesting uh, 9/11 jokes, right? Yeah, exactly. We, we're working on those. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're coming too coming soon. soon. Okay. Yeah. So, too uh, soon. yeah, too soon. <laughs> she, uh, there's some, there's some scenes of, uh, Mike, do you have anything to say about there's some, uh, kind of mother daughter, there's a dancing scene, but there's also a lot of this kind of, um, what do you, what do you think's going on with the relationship? What are they trying to show? Um, so much to say. Yeah. <laughs> so much to say. First off, they're not just dancing. It's a tango. Uh-huh. And a tango is always a tragic dance, right? With the woman as victim. I mean, that is that is the origin of the Argentine tango. If I'm dancing it, it is a tragedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that that's a loaded dance right there. And it's also well, this, this film is supposed to be about about late twenties, early nineteen thirties. So the tango had lost some of its like really nasty associations, but not that earlier long. It was, you know, it was like the Lombada, it was the forbidden dance. It was uh-huh. too risque to be performed in polite society. Um, and yeah, what, what is Catherine Deneuve's relationship with Camille? She's mm-hmm. mother. Um, but, uh, when they dance together, Catherine Deneuve takes the male lead in the dance. And that, I think that opens up a lot of the sort of gender ambiguity about her character. Um, and throughout the, the film, she's a, she's a yeah. woman who doesn't need men except when she makes a dramatic reversal in a few in unearned scenes, but like, yeah, she's uh, right. She's part of this, like, which is fairly unique, and um, certainly in in French society, but also in like God for in in colonial society, like an uh, uh, an independent white woman is uh, is well, I you know I don't I'm gonna push back on that. I mean, there's there's this whole trope, um, Isaac Denson, um, out of Africa. Um, there's a sort of like elite white colonial feminism that uh, okay. uh, elite bourgeois women could escape to the empire and weren't constrained by certain um, barriers that they would be back in France or England or mm-hmm. the Netherlands. Um, so, I, but you, I, yeah, you're, you're right. So, yeah. I mean, it, there's some, I mean, you, if you want to stay in the States, I mean, even looking at like homesteading or something like that, um, there are many women that independently took up like homesteads um, to, you know, for whatever, for whatever reason, but they have that kind of, personal agency themselves they own that 40 acres you know themselves and the wherever it is and um 
So maybe maybe it is. A, maybe it's a getting away, like from you know city centers or Take something that. like that, where they the, can... or the, the constraints of bourgeois society. And I mean yeah. that was that was the appeal of Andochine for many uh, French settlers in the time period. Mm-hmm. I mean they could they could go and do what they wanted in the colonial empire. Um, they weren't as constrained as they would be in France for um, uh, uh, a variety of reasons. Um, they also had you know greater access to luxury. But again, yeah. they could escape bourgeois norms. Um, I, Let me ask Michael, because yeah. um, and maybe they mentioned this in the film that I missed, that her father is there, but she seems to have like the you know dominant role at the plantation, and he's just kind of working on his rowing. Um, and, and, and other is things. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, now, was he, just reti- was he just retired, or was there like a reason? I, maybe I missed it, or... Um, I, historian, I, you do you know? Do you know, have any, any wasting yes, away, or... ravaged by malaria? Um, I mean, he must have been there for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, right, if she was born he, there. Yeah, it's this old this this trope of these old old colonial hands, these old planters that are sort of just wasting away. And she she seems to have stepped in and taken over command. I mean, there there was, and I, I should have looked up her name. There was a famous um, female planter in uh, French colonial Vietnam. Did her bat? You brought up the father, so there's the, there's kind of a a scene of uh, I have in my notes a creepy old guy in her mind. Oh yeah, it's the father, Emil, um, who uh, you know, <laughs> the noves. Yeah, I have oldish guy rubbing on young VN girl. Yeah, the in old, my notes. central casting ingenue, um, Firehua is the is what yeah. one of the uh, the help call her. Um, and, uh, <laughs> right, that's right. did you remember some of the, do you remember some of the quips that, uh, the, the others don't like her in the house? Um, that she's too greedy, too expensive. She wants rice. She always wants rice. Soon she'll want a pig and then a buffalo <laughs> jump. <laughs> yeah. So, so lots to unpack there. I mean, um, yeah. again, this is not, this is, this is part of the, of the colonial reality as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, the, the institution of the Kongai, or, uh, which is a word that comes from Vietnamese initially meaning girl, but becomes to be, comes to be a bit of a slur in uh, the French colonial era, meaning um, a, a mistress. And it could be a variety of things, from like flat-out prostitute to professional girlfriend to long-term relationship. But the idea that French men in colonial Vietnam had access to Vietnamese women uh, was sort of standard for the culture. Um, and uh, the, in that scene where the, uh, the, the head cook is chastising Catherine Deneuve in front of the entire domestic staff, with Camille watching from the other room, they're just openly talking about grandpa is with his like, 16, 17-year-old mistress. And they're talking about it in terms of a business relationship. Quote, he's never been happier, Michael. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, look, he's a foreigner. He's in Southeast Asia. I mean, the massages are really cheap there. So, I mean, yeah. you can understand. I you mean, know, he just, his back is sore. Um, I, I, Eric will probably recommend him a good, safe place to go exactly. in the, at the mall in Indonesia, and it will turn out to not be safe at all. Thank you very much. You went to the way. wrong one. Mine was a legitimate one. <laughs> So the the I mean, but it brings up like the the you know you go to any like especially um you know, you know your Bangkok or Manila and there are these, you know sort of this this plays out 
right now of of these massive age yeah. gaps between like white men and oh, yeah. much much younger um southeast asian women and uh it's it's uh um you see it every day if you're if you spend time there like yeah, yeah and so this time. was this again again this may be like it's not something we 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 like but it's 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 a truth that is an ugly one that part mm-hmm. of the uh Maybe makes and, if, and if listeners would like to read more about this in the yes. Journal of World History, late 2017 uh, volume, there is my article, Sex in the Colonial City, uh, about uh, white male sexual behavior in colonial Hanoi in the 1890s. Book of the week. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's a journal article. It's not a book. Yeah. You can't. Oh, no. There's enough there. <laughs> There's enough meat in that to make it a, to make it, make it a book. So, um, well, when I was when I was living in uh, Cambodia, I I was talking with my cousin about maybe starting a uh, website where I stealthily um, <laughs> like take pictures of all like these out, guys, out of uh, these people, like yeah, so essentially out them all on the internet. But I never ended up doing it. Oh well. Yeah, no, we we've all seen been you know at a shopping mall or what, whatever and seen that's just yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty yeah um, loathsome site. Uh, regardless, the film does a really good job of recreating that for us. Yeah, Correct. no, Correct. right. I mean, that's what rang so <laughs> uh, cringy and true. So that's a that's a one dong just for that. I think. <laughs> yeah. you know, Save your I think dong. Cringy, 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 and true is probably the best sort of you know mini review of this. I mean, there there's so many things about the film where you're just like, oh god, but historically, pretty darn accurate. Yeah, and part of the part of the, I mean, historians are, I mean, I think we can appreciate like there are things that, you know, guess what? People didn't think like you think, um, even even years or decades ago, and it is uh, it's a foreign country, uh, the past, and so it, these these places like they're not, it's not woke, um, and if it not were, woke, yeah, it would be it would be a completely inaccurate. <laughs> depiction of of uh french indochina so um french colonial empire was fairly unwoke (laughs) unwoke michael van going out on a limb Um, going out on a limb (laughs) put my career on the line right here (laughs) making france great again Um, (laughs) we're gonna bring that back Uh, yeah bringing it back so speaking of france uh they suck at rowing because um we have a (laughs) We have a we have a scene that's a, there's a French Navy team versus a Vietnamese team. Emile is the coxswain for the uh, Vietnamese team, and uh, you know uh, the Nova is with the ad, standing next to Admiral. They're watching this boat race, and she's like, you know, bet you um, uh, two thousand that they're going to win this. And uh, uh, her her dad's Vietnamese coach team, and um, there's a great quote there. Well, the Indochinese aren't built for that. Uh, winning right you shouldn't give them ideas of victory um you know we don't want them uh getting uh <laughs> getting getting high on the, which is the two which is the way that uh matt um addresses his students like he likes to give lots of lots of f's so they don't uh right so you don't want to about the real world yeah getting them prepared <laughs> and uh but but the plucky vietnamese win the race they do um, foreshadowing, foreshadowing yeah. for things to come for the French Empire. All right, so I did a little fact check uh, as I was uh, laughing at the terribleness of the line, too bad he lost the Chinese aren't built for that. 
I was like, oh my, you know. Um, did a little fact check. Going to the Olympics. France in rowing, 37 medals. Vietnam, zero. Whoa. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe the Indo-Chinese aren't built for rowing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and this team, you know, this uh, win, but when were the Vietnamese, <laughs> when did the start going to the Olympics? So. Okay, that's a fair point. And yes, France hasn't won any lately. Huh? Since, yeah, Vietnam. The French are going to beat did. the Vietnamese at badminton? I don't think so. No, no. The no. Vietnamese will pick their uh, derriere at badminton. Well, the French weren't built for badminton. No. <laughs> Indonesians are. They love the <laughs> They badminton. really are. They wow. really love the badminton. Yeah. We need a badminton <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're treated to some yada yada things happen. Um, and uh, a pretty shocking scene is this anti-trafficking patrol um on on the delta so um mike tell us a bit about what uh historically what we're seeing depicted here of this french boat uh, patrolling and policing the the waters here right right so i mean opium's been around in southeast asia and china michael says knowingly for for centuries so i have read (laughs) (laughs) that is frequent buyer card yeah, for years I've been wanting to do a history of drugs class uh my university, but the uh too many um too much red tape about the uh, the Seems lab like component. It. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the practical Even in California? Idea. Even yeah, in California? Yeah, yeah. Um anyway, but it's but um opium's traditionally ingested by rolling it into a ball and swallowing it. It's medicinal. Uh so I have read it doesn't get you that high. It's good for things like um like diarrhea and so forth. But then the British experiment with um, mixing it with uh, tobacco and, and develop a, a crack form of opium, right? And this is what they famously push in China and make tremendous profits there. Um, and it's opium that really makes the British Empire. Meanwhile, as the British build their empire in Asia, France is involved with a whole bunch of revolutionary nonsense that keeps them from building an empire, right? So by the time that they have things sorted out and they want to get into the imperial game in the mid 19th century, the British have pretty much locked up coastal China. They've got Burma, they've got India. And so they start, the French start moving into, um, into uh, Vietnam, thinking of a way to get access to the interior of China, going the up the Mekong, Mekong maybe, or later, yeah. later on going up the red yeah. river. Right. Um, and um, initially they're thinking silk that they'll make, if they can get uh uh, a river route to Yunnan, they can get that silk and take the silk to Lyon. Um, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, the money comes in, right? But uh, that market, uh, the demand for silk vanishes. So by about the 1890s, 1900, they turn to opium because opium is also growing in Yunnan and bringing opium down the Red River and then shipping it off to um, to uh, the French concession in, in Saigon. And elsewhere in the empire, so the people French don't, state be, people don't yeah. get the jitters for silk like they do for opium. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it it so they they are essentially taking a page out of the British imperial book and trying to recreate that. Um, and then the French go further and they make opium a state monopoly. And it's Governor General Paul Dumer who does this in the 1890s. So as a state monopoly, production, uh, processing, distribution and sales all have to have French 
uh, colonial state contracts. Anybody who's involved in any bit of that process without paying for their license or paying their taxes, they're a drug trafficker, right? Right. So it's so farmed we, out. It's farmed out and trafficked through, through legal means by legal means, verified vendors and distributors. And becomes one of the main sources of revenue for the French colonial state. So uh, colonial Andochine is, is um, in the red uh, in terms of finance. Later on, it'll be in the red in terms of politics. The dad jokes, they come in fast and hard. Um, But it's Governor General Paul Dumaire, by uh, making it a state monopoly and also making alcohol and uh, a few other items state monopolies, he suddenly makes um, uh, colonial Vietnam profitable for France and really starts pulling money out of there. And that's when when the profit starts really coming in. Is that why they sold the Louisiana territory for like 80 bucks? Because they didn't feel like it was a good opium producing uh, yeah, there's territory? No, no opium there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair point. The, hey, uh, if, you want, if you want the empire, don't, maybe don't sell like that giant swath of land is what I'm saying. Okay, come on. Yeah, so this, so this scene is, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a heartbreaking one. There's a family, the, the boat is actually, what's, what's crazy is that it, it has, its papers are in order. And, um, mm-hmm. but it's eight minutes past curfew that it's supposed to be out on the water. And so they burn this thing down. Um, uh, Jean-Baptiste baptized, <laughs> again, like, that's a really good, you think that was intentional? The, the, the Baptiste, like, yeah, he's a, he's a water guy. Um, 100%, yeah. hundred percent. So he, they, they, they're, 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 nothing is left to chance in this film. Everything has meaning. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's, and it's, it's, and it's a classic, you know, he, he Lee will later explain like, I, what, what choice did I have? I, you know, is it a following? Right. I mean, his taillight was out, so I pulled yeah. him over and shot him. <laughs> I mean, it... but did we introduce John Baptiste? John Baptiste is yeah, this okay. young naval officer, um, who was part of the rowing team that lost to, um, uh, Catherine Deneuve's character's, uh, father. Um, he is, is played by Vincent Perez who I swore, I swore, was a former Calvin Klein underwear model. But um, I could not find that very. He's a handsome man. I swore like, he was. Yeah. Are you kidding? That guy is gorgeous. Uh, ch- I have the calendar uh, from he was, 91. You I know, think as, he, as a former Speedo model, I'm not going to uh, tolerate any of these jokes here, all right? Yeah. We need to put that on the Twitter feed, uh, some, of, yeah. uh, some of Van's <laughs> former uh, surf, surf underwear. Um, uh, yeah, for the for the deep tracks for the listeners, like that's a yeah, yeah. Let's we need to time then is and... a cruel time is a cruel mistress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I miss so... I miss the eighties. Um, but but uh, anyway, um, he's this naval officer, uh, uh, I believe from Brest, um, and he's in charge of patrolling on the river. Right, finds this boat after curfew. Maybe they have opium, maybe they don't, but they set fire to the boat. And I thought that scene resonated probably with a zillion scenes you guys have seen watching all these damn American War and Vietnam movies, right? I mean, was that was that the most sort of yeah. American War scene of the whole thing? Right, like burning down the village, kind of classic, kind of like just mm-hmm. light it up. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's oh, I'm I'm playing it by the book. Cut off is eight o'clock. It's eight o seven. Boom, burn it down. Like, um, the, the, you know, he's. He just seems like he's so zoned in and concentrated on that sort of aspect, which I'll, I'll have issues with that coming up a little later. He's, I think. he's but, just um, doing his job, making sure the trains were yeah. on time. You know, right. The and and uh, so we go, we go back to um you know back to the 
rubber plantation and um uh i mean again this is these are really beautifully shot scenes of that um mm-hmm. there's been some there's Definitely. been some other uh colonial rubber plantations in 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 literature and and film uh uh mike what are some of your favorites uh favorites there my favorite rubber plantation films well the first <laughs> um us film that references vietnam is with clark gable and it's in, filmed in the 30s and oh, they, really? they're Go in on. vietnam uh and i'm now i'm blanking the on red the earth name. is it red earth yeah. yeah okay um and yeah it's maybe we should do that for the cast this is your but, famous uh, favorite rubber films yeah it's a uh, it's uh yeah top top 10 we're on top 10 david letterman top 10 list uh rubber rubber plantation films is this a, um, a based on a somerset mom story no. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, um, I've not watched the whole film. It's just that I've just seen the very beginning when he, basically the film starts when he, he walks out and he just starts yelling at Vietnamese guys for being bad at tapping rubber. And then uh, monsoon rains kind of come in. And, yeah. And then he's just kind of, oh, you're, you're lazy. Get up, you're lazy bums. Oh, the Vietnamese are so lazy. They don't work hard, blah, blah, blah. It's that sort of thing. Yeah, it's sort of like, 80 minutes of that. Um, the, uh, well, we, well, and, and some risque stuff because it was filmed in that kind of small period uh, between the, um, when Hollywood could get away with sort of the risque sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Forget what they call that. There's a name for it. it we have a, we have a, we have a scene of, uh, in Deneuve playing the kind of the masculine role of beating the bejesus out of her, uh, um, Cooley's there, a deserter. Is that what he, is that right? That yeah. Guy? Yeah. So this is really important. Um, these, the Vietnamese laborers, um, on the plantation are not from the region. These plantations are up in highland Vietnam, central Vietnam, s- south central Vietnam. Um, most of them are from the north, as we'll see later on, Tonkinese peasants impoverished due to French colonialism and, uh, had signed contracts that they probably could not read. Probably just put an X uh-huh. on them, and um, were sent far, far from home. From those will be Tonkin depicted Delta. later in the film as essentially slave auctions. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, to 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 southern Vietnam. So, uh, sometimes they went to New Caledonia. Some were sent off to Haiti to sugarcane plantations, I and mean, all across the French Empire. And they were obliged to stay there, and uh, it was awful. Um, they're up in the highlands of Vietnam, where Vietnamese don't live. Ethnic Vietnamese, the king, don't live there. The, um, it is uh, what you know. What Americans call the Montagnards, right? The, right. the various tribal hill people groups. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of malaria up there. Um, so it, it was really a death sentence for a lot of these workers to, uh, to go up there because they didn't have the acquired immunities and so forth. And so some of the, the so-called coolies would try to escape. And it was within the right of the plantation owner to hunt them down, bring them back, and use corporal punishment on them. Um, this is part of the colonial system. So it is, it, it, yeah, it's an awful lot like slavery. Like what, what distinguishes that from slavery? Oh, they signed a contract. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, she did read. say, do you think I like to do this? I mean, so. right. As she's, as she's beating him. Right. And she, right. I mean, it's right. even more than that. Cause as she's beating this guy, she says, um, you forced me to beat you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You think mothers like beating their children. Yeah, and then he yeah. responds, "You are my father. You are my mother." Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, wow. there was a, there was there's a, there's a lot in that. How how um, the news rule. How common were female plantation owner operators? Uh, rare, rare, very rare. I I know owners, and like in terms of like actually what happens on the plantation in terms of the owner doing the work of being an overseer, I find yeah. that pretty hard to believe. Right, the owners hung out and drank and wore nice clothes and spent most of their time in Hanoi yeah. or Saigon. You've got, you hire uh, some maybe people go up to, to their estates. You. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, hi- you hire some Italians, you hire some Corsicans, you hire these sort of third party, generally Southern European, um, lower class, lower income, not really French types. Uh, Corsicans play an important role here um, to do the overseeing work on the plantations, on the railways, on construction sites, the elite French wouldn't do that. Um, and I think that shows her dedication to the to the job, though. You know, it's it was her passion. She wants to get it her was, hands dirty. It was her passion, or her hands rubber. It was her passion, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's some, and there, but there's some, you know, really well shot kind of scenes of of I think sort of plantation life uh, there, and. Um, you know, and who who shows up to plantation but uh, Jean Baptiste, um, and he Maybe is bro. he he's he's like faking like oh I was just I accidentally took a wrong turn, like I thought that was the worst like uh, um oh uh, I'm looking for the boat of people that I murdered <laughs> uh wait no well, well, um I don't know guys I believe this what what do you think he was up to Did I think he was looking for the boat of people that he murdered he wasn't trying to find Catherine Deneuve. Yeah, this is he's surprised to meet her. There's a scene. There's a scene where he uh, uh, he follows her into the the sort of rubber room. Um, no pun intended. And uh, no rubber uh, room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he what cra- kind of room? <laughs> what movie you haven't lived, you Matt? Wait, wait, waiting for <laughs> Superman. Uh, they talk about the rubber room in that, don't they? That's where they send the the yeah. bad uh, union workers in the New York City schools. <laughs> And uh, you know he try he tries to kiss her. Crickets, and she, nothing. <laughs> she fends him off. Um, but well, uh, he got the uh, spontaneous bloody nose as kind of his like in you know with with her. Well, but, but yeah. remember, but remember what leads up to the bloody nose. He's walking with her, and all the all the laborers are staring at her, and he says, "Doesn't that bother bother you?" And she says, "What the way they're looking at you?" And she says, "Well, I'm their boss." And he says, "Commanding is a man's job." And white colonial feminists say, says, that's what men usually say. And then all of a sudden, yeah, when she great. says that, his nose starts to bleed. And he says, I'm a child again. And it's a totally <laughs> emasculating scene. Here's this pretty boy in his dress whites, bleeding from the nose. The first indication that there's going to be some massive head trauma coming up in this film. And um, he has to lay on his back and she has to attend to him in another very maternal moment. I thought here. that was just his pickup move, because I was like, I tried that too at the bars, like uh, the bloody you'd, nose you'd punch Hey, <laughs> lady, how you doing? Oh, I got a bloody nose here. Right. And it didn't work for him either in that it, scene. So, it is are, irresistible. Are yeah. you my mommy? Yeah. That uh, <laughs> Ladies love that. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Jess um, is kind of tired of it, but, you know. But he, but he tries to kiss her, and she shuts it down, right? She right. does. She yep. does. Um, Bloody nose trick did not work this time. And uh, we're, we, uh, we're shot, we, we, we shoot over to the, um, the um, ubiquitous Hotel Continental 
that uh, we, we met with the uh, director of security of um, Director de la Sureté. Um, Sureté. Named who, who Guy is, Asselin. Yeah. It's, it's the, Guy uh, Asselin. And it, it made me wonder, because one, <laughs> one of the best historians of uh, the wars in Vietnam right now is Pierre Asselin. Is Pierre related to Guy? We'll, we'll have to ask him about that. You know, I have, actually have some, um, some footage of uh, Asselin. Um, that, was a, that was an outtake from the film. Let's listen along here. Stephen, arrest the old beggar. There was some question as to whether the beggar or his minky was bracking the leur. Minky? What? You said minky. That is correct, yes. Chimpanzee minky. So I left them both off with a warning. The beggar was the lookout man for the gang. That is impossible. Why? He was blind. How can a blind man be a lookout? Yeah, that, I'm surprised that didn't make it to the film. Um, well, was that was that from this film, or was that an outtake from this Earth of Mankind? Because he was talking about <laughs> Minky. <laughs> no, hey, that's a deep that's a deep cut for the uh, Southeast Asia the heads. Southeast Asia heads, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prom, rest in peace. Love that guy. Yeah, I'll buy you beer if you get if you can make those connections. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we he's back from Canton, the d- director of security, and you know he's worried about communists and nationalists uh, joining forces. This is uh, um, this is a problem, and you know, I don't, why would this be an issue for a for a abusive plantation owner? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, but he but he's also talking about China, and he's talking about the civil war in China, far far away. And I, it, he says this is immediately going to be a threat to her, so he proposes to her, like that's his security solution. <laughs> yeah, it's that that's one of those like, dude, like you're. Every time, how many times can this guy emasculate himself? Like, uh, and there's <laughs> seemingly, seemingly the bottomless pit. Um, so we, uh, yep. And then we get a, we get a lesson on race from, um, su- super woke, uh, Catherine Deneuve. Um, and she, uh, she doesn't see, she doesn't see race. <laughs> she doesn't see color. She's yeah. post-racial. That's right. Yep. She does it right. She knows that Obama will get elected president and racism will over. And um, yeah, she, you know, she's like the difference between people is not skin color. Um, yeah, but it's. Can, can I read the full quote? Yeah, yeah, go it's, ahead. It's, 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 it is literally delicious. Um, the difference between people <laughs> is not skin color. It is this. And she, she holds up a piece of fruit. This, the taste, Ugh. the fruit. A child who has eaten apples all his life can't be like me i'm asian i'm a mango (laughs) holy cultural appropriation elaine you're not asian i mean Mm. yes she was born in vietnam and raised there but um it yeah that kind of hit home with me though i mean i'm a i'm a howley from i'm a white guy from hawaii um and um boy i I would not i would not say those words (laughs) right born Born and raised there, uh, hit the waves every day, but still, yeah, you're not gonna, yeah, the, the, it's, yeah. it's, she, she's all things to all people. Um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was, <laughs> we're, we're introduced to, uh, kind of a, uh, a character who will be, um, Tan, who's, uh, um, who's the boyfriend, um, who, do you think he's a the, bo- the boyfriend of, the boyfriend of Camille. Yeah, boyfriend of Camille. Right. He, um, he seems like a kind of a mashed up character of like a, 
you know, like a Fan Chuching or like a, like a, like a nationalist, you know, forward facing, um, independent, um, kind of, or, you know, like, like of, of, of a lot of these characters of the, of the 1920s, 30s, is that too much of a, yeah, I think he would, I think he would be sort of being maybe initially in the constitutionalist camp, um, of that generation in the, the twenties that, um, supported France in world war one. Some of them volunteered and they believed that there would be political reforms in the 1920s to better, better the lives of elite Vietnamese. And he's, he's gone to France to get an education in France. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that, and in taking, uh, uh, young men and women from colonial Andochine and educating them in Paris has never worked out poorly. Right. I can't think of an instance. No. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I'm I'm, pull, I'm pulling the the, uh, the the panel here. <laughs> so when in the scene where um, you see Kemi and uh, her boyfriend Ton, uh, her fiance Ton dancing, they're um, very French in their appearance, their attire, they're they're dressed to the dressed to the nines, um, and um, and speaking beautiful French. And that really resonated with uh, Vu Chong Fong's um, comedic novel uh, *Dumb Luck*, which Peter Zinnemann did a fantastic translation. And that's a that's a novel yeah. by a Vietnamese journalist from the 1930s, making fun of other Vietnamese who were trying to act French. Yeah, and, there's there's um, a hardcore kind of group of you know cooler than thou Vietnamese who could not be European fast enough and were you know, falling over themselves mm-hmm. to kind of and it's this uh, it's also one of the, I think the only novels I think from like that period that you can do like, that it stands up as like a, it's a great, like, yeah. Oh, I, um, I teach it. I teach it every time I teach Southeast Asia and students yeah. love it. Peter and, and, and Gum's version of did a great uh, job. Dumb luck is amazing. Yeah. 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 With the translation. Book um, of the week. Also, also note that the, um, Book of they get criticized the by Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> they get criticized by the Vietnamese, but they also get uh, even, even more flack from the, the French. Right, who, who, um, who are never you know. going to accept them as, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of know. like a Burmese days sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, L- little homie Baba, the mimic yeah. men. Um, yeah. Like, you're just never going to. Never going to be fully accepted, even if you think you're crossing all those T's and dotting those yeah. I's. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, is it in that scene where um, they code switch? Initially, they're speaking mm. French when they're, it's just Kemi and Tan, and then. And then they switch to Vietnamese when they start talking about political issues. And I thought that, you know, if you if you listen to listen to the film, the original version with subtitles, if you pay attention to when um, they code switch between French and Vietnamese, I think it's really uh, really smart, and well done. Mm-hmm. Uncancel uh, Endoshine, uh, yeah. Okay. We can we can we can shun unshun. Uh, so this is yeah, there, it it does some things right. Uh, so. Um, let's get to the sex come on yeah oh yeah there's some pretty juicy um scenes uh with jean baptiste uh and and Eliam, they they meet at her childhood home in saigon and uh and it so so i guess some of my as a as a as a film fan um this was these were there were some poorly done scene this is this is where you can see they're trying to rush there's a there's an emotional like suddenly un un unearned, like suddenly she is all about him. And you're like, where where is that coming from in the film? Like so, you know, like that yeah. that I have the same stuff 
written in my my notes and it's it's kind of she's she's all talked to the yeah, hand like, like a what, few minutes ago what, what are you guys talking yeah. about did you, did you guys take a good look at vincent perez in this he's a handsome he man he's gorgeous he's he beautiful gorgeous yeah i get it but um i mean i get yeah but um yeah, but it's, it's just so, the, the reversal, the timing. I mean, he was gorgeous when his nose was gushing blood, like, you know, five <laughs> minutes earlier uh-huh. in the movie. And and it was a no then. So, well, but, like, but people were watching. And so she sets up. No, they were in the rubber room. <laughs> wow. But on the plantation, on the plantation, everyone's <laughs> watching. As we learn in Andoshin, everyone is watching. Oh, they must have had the Amazon uh, ring doorbell. Inclu- in, including in the, including the house ghost there's the that was an interesting character in this uh there's kind of this at, when i remember when i first saw this i'm like oh that's like a that's a literal specter like you know like a uh um you know the 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 caretaker of the house and it's like is is he real is he a ghost like it's it's this odd yeah. uh you know it's, it's like hey, stop looking at Chung, us. The, Chung, the, yeah. the old the old house uh servant who is floating around and she she calls him house ghost, which was just like so condescending and, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, he, but he's, he's pretty useful. He, uh, he gets the, uh, he gets the, gets him dancing with Mr. Brownstone. He like, he gets the, uh, he gets the opium ready. Um, well, and he was, I noticed he was kind of standoffish at first for that. So, I mean, he probably, you know, like me, must be a child of the eighties and had visions of Nancy Reagan dancing in his head saying, just say no. Was this uh, um, Jean Baptiste was standoffish? At first, it seemed yeah. like he's like, yeah, "Oh, hey, you're hey, gonna, hey. Yeah. like, you're gonna smoke." Like, he, I don't know if I'm down. He you was know. a he eventually straight. Does, he was a straight edger, Matt. Like you the, didn't know that, but in this, yeah, so. yeah, I did not. Yeah, so I think he eventually did. They never showed it, but <laughs> I think because kind of woke up, passed out in his underwear on the couch. So <laughs> is that another night in Saigon, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. So, uh, but the um, but the with the. Just one second on the house ghost, Chung, the house ghost, the old servant who's always there. There's several scenes like where, where he first tries to kiss her. Suddenly you realize Chung's watching them and she closes yeah. the door and then moves him over, moves him over to the window that he can also, that Chung could also see right through. And that's when they kiss, right? But yeah, it, it raises something that um, Milton Osborne, uh, uh, an Australian historian of colonial Vietnam, talked yeah. about. He's got an article, he calls it background anxiety. And the sense of always being observed by the servants. And there's a lot of fear of the servants because they're watching you and you can't really trust them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Antebellum South where um, uh, the servants working in the home could uh, be up to something. They could poison you. They could be spying on you. All sorts of stuff. So I, I thought that actually did that, did that aspect really well where you're always being yeah. observed. You're never alone. Oh, I, not to get on a too much of a tangent but you just like with uh you just brought something to my head i just read this little thing about um a, a servant somewhere in the you know uh south in, in the united states and they knew that the lover of the the wife always came and got tobacco out of the uh this one little pot that they kept on top of the fireplace so she mixed in gunpowder with the tobacco and then he, when the lover came over, he lit it and it blew up right in his face. And I was, I, so like you're saying, you know, potentially conspiring or who knows what's going on like that, that, uh, that just hit my head. I just read that. Yeah. A couple it's, years ago, it's, so. it's tough to find good help these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. The, the, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a kind of an, um, 
we, this was this this house scene is a one of the best and worst of the film. Like you know, we have like this rushed scene. It feels like that Amy, the father, confronts John Baptiste, saying like you know, you know, stop stop pursuing um uh my 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 daughter and you know and he starts bidding my forty something year old daughter. <laughs> yeah, and and they start a bidding war about how much will it take to for for me to stop doing that. They come up to uh, five hundred thousand uh, piastres. So what's what's the equivalent of that, uh, Michael? Yeah, uh, I was thinking about this. US that is dollars. That, that's a big chunk of money. Um, uh, I think yeah. that you would pay a domestic servant uh, piastre a month. Um, so for Vietnamese, it's a big oh, chunk of money. How many piastres Le- a month? I think one. Wow. Okay. Uh, maybe it's a day. I don't. I mean, it obviously fluctuates over time. Um, but five hundred thousand is a big chunk of money. Yeah, for the art, um, the art they're bidding on, it's like twenty thousand or two hundred thousand. I can't remember. Like for this beautiful yeah. painting, you know, like so. So yeah. yeah, this is a, this is a good amount. Okay, uh, so she's worth several paintings. Let's say. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> but he's. But the the point is that the father's trying to buy her honor, right? And John Baptiste plays along with it, then says some things can't be bought. Um. Right. And then. Um. He, he, he beats a hasty retreat, Jean Baptiste, and he's hitting the casino as one does. You know, he's got to go. He's a he's a dude. He's got to go be by himself. You know, he's got to. Well, but also, you got to hit every colonial stereotype. I mean, that's the point of the first half of this film. I mean, it's one after the other. The only the thing we're missing in yeah. the film, the only thing, is a colonial classroom. Ah, yes. That is the only yeah. cliche we didn't get. Um, but everything else is there. But yeah, so he's in a Chinese gambling parlor. Yeah, and this is another one of those like quick flips. Like, I'm so in love with her, uh, I can't. My love can't be bought. But by the way, I don't want to like hang out with you or anything because I want to hang out with yeah. my bro. And then she gambling, becomes all so. beggy and needy. Like, <laughs> I can't live if living is without you. She's just like, you know, protect me, yeah. help me. It was a uh, the again. This is yeah. this is where this film would have benefited from some pacing in like a in like a series or multiple films where you could build this uh this this sine wave of emotion but it uh right well um, well, well we can put a proposal and pitch pitch it to netflix uh reed hastings li- lives near me uh can right, find good. him on west cliff one day and say hey reed. reboot it and yeah, uh yeah. i like it um i heard it's a fantastic place to work a very healthy corporate culture there with all the sun shining and so forth really yeah the great company netflix love them don't don't uh, get my movie deal uh, spurned here, man. So, um, so he uh, speaking of spurning. So he then he, you know, Jean Baptiste. He spurned, and then then he, you know, like a like another cliche. He runs out in the rain to catch yeah, her. She, she leaves in her. Taxi. She leaves in her car, right? Yes, in a huff. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, um, uh. and then, and then, and then Matt's favorite scene. Uh, he just uh, he forces himself on her and jumps in the cab, and then this. Uh, this kind of, uh, there are so many things wrong with like the, you know. Well, he, he, st- he starts date raping her. I mean, he, he yeah. and she's saying, stop, no, stop, stop. She says several times, all right, all right. And then finally she says, stop. But it's directed at the driver and then tells the driver <sighs> to go wait in the rain while they get busy. <laughs> My wife was watching it with me and she was just appalled. I think it was the only scene of the film she saw. And she's like, I'm not going to watch this with you. Oh, this is this is it, yeah. that that scene does not stand the test of time. Yeah, 
And it, yeah, now. and then like so you're well, she caught the worst, I think the lowest of the lows probably, but Yeah, and it's it's like um, this you're you're you know, your Indian driver go stand out in the rain while we're banging it out in the cab here. Like it is And he doesn't even pull the car to the side of the no, road. They're it's in the right, middle of the road. Right in I the mean, middle what of the about street and courtesy on. for other automobiles. I mean oh, yeah. that's white privilege right there. Yeah. I mean that's white privilege. <sighs> Yeah, no, that there was so many things about that scene. I mean, the the, the misogyny, the the white privilege, the the rape culture. I mean, we get, we get hashtag cancel this film right and left. Yeah, I mean, and and again, I mean, maybe some of the it's hard to know if they're trying to accurately depict um, life back then, which m- maybe, but but also you can't help but think like this was acceptable in 1992 for like. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking of uh, Matt's favorite. I think they would have pulled the car over to the side yeah. of the road back then. So, where uh, so films that don't hone <laughs> yeah, up. <there's, laughs> there are traffic rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah some, give us some respect for traffic laws at least. Come on. And then, and the way that shot that where she's, you know, the uh, with the the audio with she's saying stop, stop, and you're you're waiting for him like, hey, stop raping her, stop raping her, and then you realize yeah. she's speaking to the driver, not to Jean Baptiste. Um, and so, uh, and then again, they get the figure of the next, uh, uh, Tan comes, comes back into the scene and, um, the, um, you know, the, the, and he's, he's back from France. Is that the, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I misspoke. This is when we first meet Tan. They, they he... spoke of him in the previous scene, but okay, this is, right. he... Guy Asselin or Pierre, Pierre Asselin brings him, uh, brings him, <laughs> brings him back. And uh, he's been a student in France, and and guess what? They worked yeah, out he's been he's been one of those Antifas. Um, just um, he was black block. He's 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 been protesting. Um, and you know the uh, what's mentioned here is um, Mike. Tell us a bit about the uh, the Yen Bai mutiny that uh, is referenced here. That, Absolutely, um, yeah. So the, the the Yen the Yen Bai mutiny was. Um, was it 1930? And it, um, it was a plot to, in, in Tonkin, northern Vietnam, to poison the officers in, in all the major garrisons around Tonkin. And it was going to be on Tet. Um, there's, there's multiple attacks <laughs> in Vietnamese history that are on Tet. And it actually comes a year after the murder of a uh, rubber plantation uh, recruiter, um, uh, which I wrote an article about. Um, which is white blood, where, where we can white find blood that. on Rue in French colonial uh, history. Book of oh, the week. <laughs> Article. <laughs> really just throwing that around tonight. Well, when you, when you got a guest who keeps uh, checking his own work <laughs> and trying to pitch it, he, he deserves <laughs> it. But um, they, it was a plot to kill, uh, to poison the officers in the garrisons, take over the garrisons, and launch a Tonkin wide uh, revolt. It was led by the VNQDD, the, the Nationalists. And um, at the last minute, they postponed it by a day or two. And one group of plotters didn't get the memo. And these were the guys mm-hmm. in Yen Bay. So they poisoned their officers, took over, and then um, the rest of the French military could... I, I hadn't that. realized it was supposed to be wider than that. Yes, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they blew it. And there's, there's a couple of these plots. There was, there was one in 1913 that was similar, another in 1908. They didn't get um, the text on Telegram from their congressional... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 they, uh, they didn't get the, uh, the text. Um, and uh, the French responded in force. Um, initially, they tried to blame it on the communists, but it was the nationalists. They, um, 
They arrested uh, the leadership. They arrested um, the leader of the Nationalist Party, Nguyen Tai Hock, and uh, guillotined him. Uh, in honor of Nguyen Tai Hock, I have named my much beloved Labrador out of great respect after him, my Labrador Hook. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, many of my friends in Hanoi were a little perplexed by that, but uh, um, I, I did it out of respect and honor. I love my dog. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this leads to uh, solidarity protests in Paris um, where French students uh, demonstrated. This is, this is a real thing that happened. Um, the French rounded them up and sent them back to, uh, sent them back to Vietnam. They were right. bad children. And so this, this is, you know, Tan is supporting these. And we have this, is, I mean, this is part of a movement of kind of consciousness of, of awakening in um, whether it's, whether it's, you know, people uh, who go to, who go back to, back to Spain from the Philippines, who go back to the Netherlands from Indonesia, like their students in the 1920s and 30s and these nationalist movements are swirling. They, they are, they realize they've been taught liberty, equality, fraternity. Uh, they realize they're getting none of these things. And exactly. th- yeah, they take self-determination. They take all of those things quite seriously, much to the detriment of, of empire. And so he's one of those, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what uh, Albert Memmi called the Caliban syndrome. You know, just as Prospero teaches Caliban to speak in The Tempest, and at the end of The Tempest, Caliban uses Prospero's words to curse him. These uh, young intellectuals from the colonies are taught French philosophy and French political theory and use that to curse the colonial system. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was really yeah. quite good. And a Bob Dylan album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Tempest. Deep. Tempest. It's a recent one, too, so you know, it's not even a deep cut. Well, it's okay. probably, I guess it is deep because it's recent. But He was before Shakespeare, right? Yeah. Now that album's... Five years old, maybe. <laughs> Pretty recent. So they, they, uh, um, you know, again, there's, uh, we can't go through everything, but there's, you know, there's this, you know, sense we of, cannot. um, <laughs> it is a long yeah. movie. Yeah, people. we cannot. Yeah. <laughs> the, sadly, we can't, but we should, we should cover, um, you know, one of the, one of the scenes that we referenced earlier, this Dave Tranquility Festival that, uh, right. that did the, 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 the um, great Dutch name, um, uh, but uh, that's uh, Amy and um, Deneuve's uh, family name, and uh, they're the only Europeans survived by the man. So there's this like, yeah. all, I, all more my vir- friends are more Asian. virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're the we're the good white people. Um, yep. And uh, someone assassinates the Mandarin. So uh, pick up your drink. Here's another head wound. Head trauma. Uh, yeah, mm. right, right <laughs> between the eyes. Thank you for joining us for part one of the movie Indochine. Join us again on the next episode for our very special conclusion with Dr. Jones, Dr. Yeagle, and Dr. Van. See you next time. I love the smell of night in the morning. I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the Morning, your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film.